Hello students, uh, today I will be talking about uh, sexual deviance or representation of uh, queer folk in James Bond movies or the text. Now, uh, there are certain expectations always associated with this James Bond franchise, whether it's a movie or even it's a text. And although we know that James Bond movies have a predictable nature, you know, they are the same set formula movies, there's James Bond and with lots of heroines and uh, you know ruthless villains russian villains specifically and how he um, you know how he beats them to pulp and how he defeats them and how the western supremacy or the british supremacy comes again so all the standard tropes all the formula uh, this is a formula franchise actually so uh, Although it's a very popular franchise uh, because it's total box office is always earning is always over 7 billion. Okay. So and uh, that's why uh, what kind of uh, sexual deviance which we are talking about we'll see here. The first thing one has to note is the title song of James Bond movies. These are all hyper sexualized. It's as if they try to create this over masculine image of James Bond. Now the text never had these kind of title song. The text couldn't have a song like that. The visual song is only for the movie purpose and it was an innovation in itself. So why give uh, you know the theme song uh, picturing you know semi-clad women and James Bond and giving all the aspect of the thriller and you know the whole Casanova image what is the need of giving a theme song like that so somehow it is like trying to assert uh, you know masculine mas masculinity uh, in a very enhanced way it's a hyper sexualized credit sequence it's it's you know sex is like emphasized in a very uh, grand manner you can say with the title song so uh, and then bond is always shown with these unrealistic high-tech gadgets and then he's always sent on a top secret mission in exotic locations and uh, you know and then he makes impossibly gorgeous women fall in love with him uh, then he rescues those girls from dangerous villains russian villains or uh, you know the terrorists or the jihadis in latest movies and then he saves the world so all within the course of a two hour screening time. So the, you know, ideal masculine figure or the figure of a hero, Western hero or the stereotypical male, uh, male or male chauvinist image is what is being projected in these James Bond movies, which was there in James Bond texts. The books also contain those, but the movies highlight it, enhance it and impose it. There's this difference. The text never imposed it. The text presented the characters in that way. Ki James Bond is a Casanova. But there are lots of other characters too. And psychology and ideology and sociology. Everything is there in the text. But James Bond movies are all about. You know. Uh, emphasizing this masculine. Or this heroism. in Onto the persona of James Bond. So. Um. You know, but there is one aspect of this formula which is always unacknowledged by the fans and many of the evil geniuses. Because many of the evil or the villains uh, born faces, they are all minorities in terms of their sexuality. Now, this is the major point which we are making. All the villains, all the people who are evil, they are containing germs of sexual deviance it means homosexuality is being associated with some sort of evil which is very unfair to the sexual minorities so there is this not only gender discrimination in james bond movies in relating or in portraying women as sex toys 
but there is also queer discrimination in these uh, james bond movies uh so uh, according to one critic you know beauty heterosexuality and patriotism go together in james bond movies and ugliness sexual deviance that means homosexuality and criminality are linked equally irresistibly so if being gay or lesbian means you are ugly you are evil and you are criminal so these three are associated together these three are bonded together there so the way these tropes are being presented in james bond movies but this was not the case in the text in the books you have to remember that the books differ in that the books do represent homosexuality in in very symbolic terms but they do not you can say um condemn it or they do not consider it it's uh, as if it's marginalized it gives equal space to homosexual characters in the book although they are still villains or the evil ones but the movie highlights it the movie enhances it because the movie has to endorse this masculinity of james bond this heterosexual norms of james bond this uh, this norm which excludes any sexually marginalized people uh, although uh, you know uh sexually deviant villains have been definitely present throughout the movies one has to see so first installments in from russia with love 1963 to uh the one of the most recent skyfall 2012 so all these enemies they are all they all belong to uh, gay or lesbian community um well in 2015 spectre was released and at that point of time you know 60% of americans were in support of gay marriage and there was a 200% increase since 2004 so even britain also at that point of time by the time spectre was released in 2015 uh, britain had already allowed same sex marriage in uk in 2013 and it has risen to 60% in 2015 so despite the rapidly expanding social societal acceptance of sexual minorities the bond series still seems to be stuck it's still following an outdated formula of showing the villain or the evil characters as gay or lesbian okay the franchise it attempts to fill a predictable trope by portraying characters in a comedic fashion but underneath the lighthearted tone um, you know the villains are depicted in a manner that perpetuates homophobia anti gay or lesbian sentiment because it vilifies sexual minorities so uh, these antisocial nature of the villains antisocial uh, nature of the villains it's a result of their sexuality i mean in james bond movies you can see that but not in the text not in the book because the books as i said carry the ideology the sociology in from russia with love you will see that russia is definitely behind all um, you know all the crimes in the text red grant is a russian villain you know tatiana is used by russia or rosa kleb is a russian vamp so the ideology or what you can say uh, sociology is very much present in the book or the text but in the movie those are no highlighted less and homophobia is highlighted more okay so uh, when you see uh, uh, the, in the series the characters who are evil they are put uh, evil just because they are homosexual uh but there is a correlation between homosexuality and evil that perpetuates ideas of homophobia 
and this link between deviant sexuality and morality is more distressing now why because inspector in 2015 it did not have any new villains it just showcased the notorious villain blowfield blowfield in a new manner but as the series continues to grow the introduction of new villains is inevitable and as eon productions continues to make more films and the population grows in support of uh, you know uh, lgbtq movement the liberal bond fan is compelled to ask you know the liberal bond fan is compelled to ask non heteronormative character be willing vilified yet again villa means uh, will the homosexual characters will be again depicted as evil you know because we are now living in a time period when gay sex or gay marriage is uh, legalized you know in most of the countries now so can that outdated trope still continue in a prestigious in an in a popular franchise like james bond because somehow james bond do does become a role model in some senses to the young audience so when the young audience watches such james bond movies and they see that this kind of homophobia or the villains being always lesbians or gays then um, you know what kind of mentality it is trying to perpetuate or what kind of a discrimination it's trying to um, you know breed into uh, the young generation so vilifying characters that present as non heteronormative you can you can trace back to the very beginning of james bond uh the 53 novel casino royal by ian fleming although ian fleming had also started with some sort of homophobia but he he never got a chance because the book did not have that much space to depict it in a um, grand manner so uh, in 1953 novel casino royal the story's arc villain is lee shifer he is an agent of ussr and he enjoys high stakes gambling so in the beginning of the novel m16 bonds agency they receive a dossier they which describes lee shifer's physical appearance and background so it talks about the villain's habits and everything mostly expensive but discreet large sexual appetite flagellant this is what the way uh, lee shifer or the villain in casino royale is described now this characterization of lee shifer as into bdsm it appears later in the novel too and bond is captured by the villain and seated in a bottomless chair and his wrist and ankles are tied in a manner which is like bondage okay and then le chiffier enters the room with a uh, uh carpet beater and a cane and he begins to torture bond by thrashing him through the hole in the chair so as bond cringes in pain le chiffier seems to derive enjoyment from the torture and merging his non heteronormative expression of sexuality with an evil to oppose bond's good so you know it's more like as if he's gay and he's enjoying uh, penetrating bond or he's raping bond in that sense you have to remember so the same pattern of linking deviant sexuality and evil emerged as the book series was adapted to a movie so uh, with the release of the second bond film from russia with love which was directed by terence young uh, eon productions was they were able to set a precedent for how the movie franchise would play out so at this point the bond formula had not evolved you know the classic plot staple and viewers expectations were flexible because only one movie had come by that time so since there had been only one movie na uh, doctor number in 1962 so the impressionable nature of the series at this point made it easy 
for tradition to start within the franchise. I mean, it could write rules, standards for the franchise to continue. Unfortunately, uh, the initial choice to make Bond overly masculine and have him fight against a non-heterosexual uh, villain began a trend throughout the movies. So Bond became overly masculine. That theme song depicting Bond as toying with women's bodies and drinking and racing and the whole thriller thing and then him fighting all the gays and lesbians in the world non-heterosexual villains so this continued till now this is continuing till now so in russia with love which is our text also primary text born sean connery he's painted as a champion of heterosexuality you know he keeps on endorsing heterosexuality uh, within mere two hours in the movie he has sexual relation he sleeps with four different women and although humorous, this extreme manifestation of heterosexual bond is problematic because his arch nemesis in the movie, Rosa Klebb, Lotte Linia, she is de overly depicted as lesbian. So the film's plot revolves around Bond trying to retrieve an important device stolen by Klebb's criminal organization, Rosa Klebb's criminal organization and Bond's arch nemesis Spectre. But when examining the conflict between Bond and Kleb, where the conflict is between good and evil, uh, you know, the film reveals a simultaneous battle between what? Heterosexuality and homosexuality. You can feel it. Bond represents heterosexuality. Rosa Kleb represents homosexuality. So there's this conflict. Now, Kleb's lesbianism becomes apparent when she invites the uh, movies Bond Girl, Soviet intelligence agent Tatiana Romanova. Daniela Bianchi portrayed that. So she invites her into her office to explain her mission. And uh, almost immediately, Kleb, you know, Rosa Kleb is like a butch. You know, she's more masculine than women. And she has a masculine haircut and she has a light brown suit. And she's very ugly, mind you. So uh, she tells Tatiana to take off her, take off her jacket and turn around. As if she would objectify Tatiana. So Tatiana sits in a chair in Kleb's office. And the camera is positioned at eye level with her. You know. And it makes the viewer aligned with Tatiana rather than Kleb. You cannot sympathize with Kleb over here. You would sympathize with the heroine actually. And she says what? You are a fine looking girl. And Rosa Kleb actually uh, you know, scans Tatiana's figure. She checks out Tatiana's figure. And Rosa Kleb also explained that Tatiana is supposed to seduce Bond and give him false information. But when she's discussing this assignment, uh, the villain or the vamp, you can say, she approaches her. And Rosa rests her hand on Tatiana's thigh. Tatiana flinches out of discomfort. Later in the scene, Kleb positions herself directly behind Tatiana. And, you know, she then initiates physical contact again by putting her hand on Tatiana's shoulder. Tatiana... Again, demonstrates resistance to Kleb's sexual advances. She avoids eye contact and she gazes at the floor. If you watch the movie, you can see all these scenes. Huh? So she says, Kleb says, you are very fortunate to have been chosen for a, such a simple and delightful duty. And she caresses Tatiana's neck and chin. A real labor of love. You know, this is what is being described in the book. And with the mention of the word love, Kleb's voice slows down and rises slightly. So it shows the romance, you know, as she strokes Tatiana's face. So one has to observe all that. And throughout the scene, uh, you know, uh, Tatiana is, you know, alienating Kleb from the viewer. You know, her expression is harsh and when she attempts to be romantic and her movement indicate an inhuman stiffness. 
So Tatiana is not responding. She's stiff and she doesn't like these sexual advances from a woman. So accompanied by Tatiana's restrained blinking during the interaction, the viewer is made to see Rosa Klebb as foreign and not relatable and dehumanized. So the way Rosa Klebb is being portrayed here, you do not feel the emotion over here, although Rosa Klebb tries to be romantic. And you feel as if she's dehumanized. She is... And somehow the Russian um, aspect is disassociated from the character. Somehow, right now you feel as if a lesbian is trying to... Or a homosexual is trying to harass the heterosexual. Or an innocent girl like Tatiana. So, the sociology or this uh, war, cold war between uh, West and USSR is completely forgotten in scenes like this. You know, you one can see something else, some other motivation here. So, unable to resist this hyper-masculine charm, Tatiana ends up becoming attracted to Bond over the course of the movie. So, this seduction is more than just physical, as is typical with the Bond girls. Tatiana is different here. She becomes emotionally attached to Bond. And she ends up abandoning her duty to Soviet state and to Klebs so that she can help Bond when he's attacked at the end of the movie. And Rosa Klebs, dressed up as a maid, pretends to be cleaning Bond's hotel room when she pulls out a gun. So Tatiana distracts Klebs playing on her sexuality and the villain quickly, vamp, she drops the gun. Klebs, um, okay, uh, Kleb and Bond fight and Tatiana then uses the gun that Kleb drops, shoots at her and Kleb collapses to the ground as Bond walks away from her, unskated. So in Tatiana's actions, you know, Tatiana is protecting the man she loves, she kills Kleb and she restores this whole heteronormative balance of the movie. So uh, when Russia with Love was released in theatres, you know, homosexuality was at that point of time, it's 1963 people. So homosexuality was categorized as a mental disorder in the Diagnostic Statistical Manual. Uh, this was a psychologist's tool for classifying and diagnosing mental disorders. So homosexuality was, um, you know, categorized as a mental disorder at that point of time in psychological books, in medical books. And, and if homosexuality uh, was, you know, uh, it's like gay people or gay right activists would be definitely outraged with that this. But at that point of time, no. And uh, Bond fans should not follow that norm anymore because Bond is now, you know, it's 21st century. It should change, but it hasn't. And James Bond movies are they're still employing the same formula which is seen in Russia with love. When they characterize their villains, you know, adapting the archetype to the plot of each individual movie. So when Skyfall was released, directed by Sam Mendes, the arc villain was yet again portrayed as non-heteronormative, as gay. Okay, so uh, the arc villain of Skyfall is Roald Silva, Javier Bardem, and he's a former M16 operative who's turned evil, and he wants to get revenge after the organization abandoned him in a Chinese prison. So although attempting to harm the whole M16. Silva takes special interest in 007. His attraction to Bond mirrors that of Klebs Tatiana. Once captured by Silva on a deserted island, Bond is tied to a chair. So appearing to the viewer as though he were in bondage. With Silva standing rather than sitting, Bond is forced to look up at his enemy. And the unequal power dynamic of the scene is again communicated. And the same image is present in Russia with Love. Kleb demands that Tatiana be seated, making her unwanted sexual advances. 
okay so uh, but here it appears more forceful since klebs victim is visually below her so after silva stands over bond for a minute just long enough to assert that he's in charge he pulls up a chair and sits down in front of bond so the two men they begin to speak about m judy dench you know 007's boss and then the villain becomes touchy you know he undoes the top few buttons in bond's shirt and then he reveals a scar from a previous bullet wound silva begins to caress it with his hand an image comparable to the careful way kleb touched tatiana's shoulders almost 50 years before just look at the image still continuing 50 years before and as silva's hand grazes the wound bond defending his boss against the villain's criticism says she never tied me to a chair and silva says her loss as he remains focused on the scar and as they uh, further discuss um you know so uh, uh, as they you know further discuss what has to happen uh, silva moves his hand from bond's chest to his neck and eventually to his legs when you watch the movies you can observe like you can note these details people and with his hands still on bond's thighs silva's dialogue continues to take a sexual undertone and he says there is a first time for everything implying he would like to be the first man bond has sexual relations with unlike tatiana was Bond is unable to defiantly glare out of the frame. The way in which Craig and Bardem are staged forms an inevitable eye contact between Bond and Stormont. Tatiana never had an eye contact with Rosa Klebb, remember that. And in response to Silva's flirtatious comment, Bond replies, "What makes you think this is my first time?" And although presented in a manner that, you know, that could suggest Bond is bisexual, this conclusion is unlikely because taking into consideration discrepancy between how he has always treated women and men. The franchise has never explicitly claimed or even implied that Bond is sexually attracted to or has had sexual relations with men. Um, actually rather his out of character retort seems to simply mirror bond's playful strategic banter with the enemy bond loves to uh, play humor game with the enemy so this is more like that it's not that he is bisexual so uh, in skyfall you know implications of this theme in terms of how sexuality is portrayed one can see Uh, it reinforces a well established tradition within the james bond series of vilifying homosexuality and homosexual body so uh, silva's actions are a threat to bond and his idols you know because silva or the villain challenges bond's resilience by probing his heterosexuality so can bond carry on with this heteronormative challenge can bond remain het- uh, heterosexual when attacked by homosexuality in such a way and and where he's caressed by silva where his restrained body cannot protect him can bond really do that and this is a intensification of the threat to bond you know the hands are tied up and uh, silva is more forceful character and which you know shows homophobic feelings uh, towards silva so bond's hands are tied this is the main difference between from russia with love and skyfall tatiana's hands were not tied she was reluctant she was reluctantly complying with rosa klebs caresses you know somehow she was enjoying it also so uh, but when bond is challenged by silva he sits up in his chair unable to move his arms and still conveying through through body language that he is not compliant with silva's advances you know struggle that is uncomfortable to watch so this decision to have bond's arms tied up while receiving unwelcome physical contact from silva 
इट मेक्स द विलन सीम लाइक मोर ऑफ अ मॉन्स्टर सो गे मैन आर मॉन्स्टर देन यू नो द वे इट इज डिस्क्राइब एंड पोट्रेज होमो सेक्शुअलिटी एज अ लार्जर इवल एंड विच इज फोर्सड अपॉन द गुड इन सोसाइटी सो सिल्वा सीड्यूज इज बॉर्न is it is an anomaly 007 is always the one to <laughs> initiate a sexual relationship so it reminds the viewers that bond is animal like and always primitive masculinity is there and bond had always initiated relationships with uninterested colleagues miranda frost from diana the day married women and widowers like lucia skiara monica belushi from spectre so these women are reluctant to become involved with bond but in one instance bond attempts to pursue a woman who is uninterested in him in addition to every other man so uh, you know then there is uh, a talk about pussy galore you know who is also homosexual and who is introduced in goldfinger so she is the one who resists bond you know she is a lesbian and she resists bond and so despite being a lesbian she ends up falling victim to bond's charms after they have sex and all that and uh, this betrayal her admiration for him causes her to betray goldfinger so this betrayal mirrors the same way tatiana abandoned and killed cleb in from russia with love so how much control bond uh, shows over women throughout the movies one can see that and uh, so each individual character or bond film may not be very well in, known in the society the bond franchise is still a whole you know uh it's continuing the tradition and its influence is definitely there uh and it's like you know people love to watch james bond you know there are modern parodies like austin powers and it it is a genre which definitely appeals to a new younger demographic but its appeal is not lost yet and there are international screenings japanese french german spanish chinese and all that so james bond is everywhere so this influence and this power gives the bond franchise um you know it can spread stories and ideas to people around the world and it has you know the series has been used to promote the idea of progressive women like judy dench in as m uh, it has also helped foster positive international relations by depicting alliances between britain and nations as usa russia and japan but it's not enough you know james bond reach, reaches millions of people so it cannot keep on perpetuating homophobia so uh, you know a, uh, one can always hope you know ki new bond after daniel craig ends his uh, role in the franchise new bond might have some other uh, you know uh, depiction of gay or lesbian characters there so it is one never knows what will be done or not but one can always feel these this homophobia and this endorsing of heteronormative messages in the bond movies so there is this difference between the text and the bond movies the text does show homophobia but it does not enhance it it does not harp upon it but the movie james bond movies definitely enhance it they harp upon it they keep on adding scene on scene to show to vilify gay or lesbian characters so that's all for today's lecture people if you have any doubts or queries please get back to me and uh, uh, till next time then take care bye hello students uh, today i will be talking about uh, sexual deviance or representation of uh, queer folk in james bond movies or the text now uh, there are certain expectations always associated with this james bond franchise whether it's a movie or even it's a text 
and although we know that james bond movies have a predictable nature you know they are the same set formula movies there's james bond and with lots of heroines and uh, you know ruthless villains russian villains specifically and how he um, you know how he beats them to pulp and how he defeats them and how the western supremacy or the british supremacy comes again so all the standard tropes all the formula uh this is a formula franchise actually so uh although it's a very popular franchise uh because it's a total box office is always earning is always over 7 billion okay so and uh, that's why uh, what kind of uh, sexual deviance which we are talking about we'll see here the first thing one has to note is the title song of james bond movies these are all hyper sexualized it's as if they try to create this over masculine image of james bond now the text never had these kind of title song the text couldn't have a song like that the visual song is only for the movie purpose and it was a innovation in itself so why give uh, you know the theme song uh, picturing you know semi clad women and james bond and giving all the aspect of the thriller and you know the whole castanova image what is the need of giving a theme song like that so somehow it is like trying to assert uh, you know masculine masculinity uh, in a very enhanced way it's a hyper sexualized credit sequence it's it's you know sex is like emphasized in a very uh, grand manner you can say with the title song so uh, and then bond is always shown with these unrealistic high tech gadgets and then he's always sent on a top secret mission in exotic locations and uh, you know and then he makes impossibly gorgeous women fall in love with him uh, then he rescues those girls from dangerous villains russian villains or uh, you know the terrorists or the jihadis in latest movies and then he saves the world so all within the course of a 2 hour screening time so the you know ideal masculine figure or the figure of a hero western hero or the stereotypical male uh, male or male chauvinist image is what is being projected in these james bond movies which was there in james bond texts the books also contain those but the movies highlight it enhance it and impose it there's this difference the text never imposed it the text presented the characters in that way ki james bond is a casanova but there are lots of other characters too and psychology and ideology and sociology everything is there in the text but james bond movies are all about you know uh, emphasizing this masculine or this heroism in onto the persona of james bond so um, you know but there is one aspect of this formula which is always unacknowledged by the fans and many of the evil geniuses because many of the evil or the villains uh, bond faces they are all minorities in terms of their sexuality now this is the major point which we are making all the villains all the people who are evil they are containing germs of sexual deviance it means homosexuality is being associated with some sort of evil which is very unfair to the sexual minorities so there is this not only gender discrimination in james bond movies in relating or in portraying women as sex toys but there is also queer discrimination in these uh, james bond movies uh so uh, according to one critic you know beauty heterosexuality and patriotism go together in james bond movies and ugliness 
sexual deviance that means homosexuality and criminality are linked equally irresistibly so if being gay or lesbian means you are ugly you are evil and you are criminal so these three are associated together these three are bonded together there so the way these tropes are being presented in james bond movies but this was not the case in the text in the books you have to remember that the books differ in that the books do represent homosexuality in in very symbolic terms but they do not you can say um condemn it or they do not consider it it's uh, as if it's marginalized it gives equal space to homosexual characters in the book although they are still villains or the evil ones but the movie highlights it the movie enhances it because the movie has to endorse this masculinity of james bond this heterosexual norms of james bond this uh, this norm which excludes any sexually marginalized people uh, although uh, you know uh sexually deviant villains have been definitely present throughout the movies one has to see so first installments in from russia with love 1963 to uh the one of the most recent skyfall 2012 so all these enemies they are all they all belong to uh, gay or lesbian community um well in 2015 specter was released and at that point of time you know 60% of americans were in support of gay marriage and there was a 200% increase since 2004 so even britain also at that point of time by the time specter was released in 2015 uh, britain had already allowed same sex marriage in uk in 2013 and it has risen to 60% in 2015 so despite the rapidly expanding social societal acceptance of sexual minorities the bond series still seems to be stuck it's still following an outdated formula of showing the villain or the evil characters as gay or lesbian okay the franchise it attempts to fill a predictable trope by portraying characters in a comedic fashion but underneath the lighthearted tone um, you know the villains are depicted in a manner that perpetuates homophobia anti gay or lesbian sentiment because it vilifies sexual minorities so uh, this anti social nature of the villains anti social uh, nature of the villains it's a result of their sexuality I mean in james bond movies you can see that but not in the text not in the book because the books as i said carry the ideology the sociology in from russia with love you will see that russia is definitely behind all um, you know all the crimes in the text red grant is a russian villain you know tatiana is used by russia or rosa kleb is a russian vamp so the ideology or what you can say uh, sociology is very much present in the book or the text but in the movie those are highlighted less and homophobia is highlighted more okay so uh, when you see uh, uh, in the series the characters who are evil they are put uh, evil just because they are homosexual uh but there is a correlation between homosexuality and evil that perpetuates ideas of homophobia and this link between deviant sexuality and morality is more distressing now why because inspector in 2015 it did not have any new villains it just showcased the notorious villain blowfield blowfield in a new manner 
but as the series continues to grow the introduction of new villains is inevitable and as eon productions continues to make more films and the population grows in support of uh, you know uh, lgbtq movement the liberal bond fan is compelled to ask you know the liberal bond fan is compelled to ask non heteronormative character be willing vilified yet again villa means uh, will the homosexual characters will be again depicted as evil you know because we are now living in a time period when gay sex or gay marriage is uh, legalized you know in most of the countries now so can that outdated trope still continue in a prestigious in an, in a popular franchise like james bond because somehow james bond do does become a role model in some senses to the young audience so when the young audience watches such james bond movies and they see that this kind of homophobia or the villains being always lesbians or gays then um, you know what kind of mentality it is trying to perpetuate or what kind of a discrimination it's trying to um, you know breed into uh, the young generation so vilifying characters that present as non heteronormative you can you can trace back to the very beginning of james bond uh the 53 novel casino royal by ian fleming although ian fleming had also started with some sort of homophobia but he he never got a chance because the book did not have that much space to depict it in a um, grand man manner so uh, in 1953 novel casino royal the story's arc villain is lee shifer he is an agent of ussr and he enjoys high stakes gambling so in the beginning of the novel m16 bonds agency they receive a dossier they which describes lee shifer's physical appearance and background so it talks about the villain's habits and everything mostly expensive but discreet large sexual appetite flagellant this is what the way uh, lee shifer or the villain in casino royale is described now this characterization of lee shifer as into bdsm it appears later in the novel too and bond is captured by the villain and seated in a bottomless chair and his wrist and ankles are tied in a manner which is like bondage okay and then le chiffre enters the room with a uh, uh carpet beater and a cane and he begins to torture bond by thrashing him through the hole in the chair so as bond cringes in pain le chiffre seems to derive enjoyment from the torture and merging his non heteronormative expression of sexuality with an evil to oppose bond's good so you know it's more like as if he's gay and he's enjoying uh, penetrating bond or he's raping bond in that sense you have to remember so the same pattern of linking deviant sexuality and evil emerged as the book series was adapted to a movie so uh, with the release of the second bond film from russia with love which was directed by terence young uh, eon productions was they were able to set a precedent for how the movie franchise would play out So at this point, the Bond formula had not evolved. You know, the classic plot staple and viewers' expectations were flexible because only one movie had come by that time. So since there had been only one movie, na, uh, Doctor Number in nineteen sixty-two. So the impressionable nature of the series at this point made it easy for tradition to start within the franchise. I mean, it could write rules, standards for the franchise to continue. Unfortunately, uh, the initial choice to make Bond. overly masculine and have him fight against a non uh, heterosexual bil- villain begin a trend throughout the movies 
so bond became overly masculine that theme song depicting bond as toying with women's bodies and drinking and racing and the whole thriller thing and then him fighting all the gays and lesbians in the world non heterosexual villains so this continued till now this is continuing till now so in russia with love which is our text also primary text bond sean connery he is painted as a champion of heterosexuality you know he keeps on endorsing heterosexuality uh, within mere 2 hours in the movie he has sexual relation he sleeps with four different women and although humorous this extreme manifestation of heterosexual bond is problematic because his arc nemesis in the movie rosa kleb lotelinia she is de- overly depicted as lesbian so the film's plot revolves around bond trying to retrieve an important device stolen by kleb's criminal organization rosa kleb's criminal organization and bond's arc nemesis specter but when examining the conflict between bond and kleb where the conflict is between good and evil uh you know the film reveals a simultaneous battle between what heterosexuality and homosexuality you can feel it bond represents heterosexuality rosa kleb represents homosexuality so there's this conflict now kleb's lesbianism becomes apparent when she invites the Uh, movies bond girl soviet intelligence agent tatiana romanova daniela bianchi portrayed that so she invites her into her office to explain her mission and uh, almost immediately kleb you know rosa kleb is like a butch you know she's more masculine than women and she has a masculine haircut and she has a light brown suit and she's very ugly mind you so uh, she tells tatiana to take off her take off her jacket and turn around as if she would objectify tatiana so tatiana sits in a chair in kleb's office and the camera is positioned at eye level with her you know and it makes the viewer align with tatiana rather than kleb you cannot sympathize with kleb over here you would sympathize with the heroine actually and she says what you are a fine looking girl and rosa kleb actually uh, you know scans tatiana's figure she checks out tatiana's figure and rosa kleb also explained that tatiana is supposed to seduce bond and give him false information but when she's discussing this assignment uh, the villain or the vamp you can say she approaches her and rosa rests her hand on tatiana's thigh tatiana flinches out of discomfort later in the scene kleb positions herself directly behind tatiana and you know she then initiates physical contact again by putting her hand on tatiana's shoulder tatiana again demonstrates resistance to kleb's sexual advances she avoids eye contact and she gazes at the floor if you watch the movie you can see all these scenes huh? so she says kleb says you are very fortunate to have been chosen for a, such a simple and delightful duty and she caresses tatiana's neck and chin a real labor of love you know this is what is being described in the book and with the mention of the word love kleb's voice slows down and rises slightly so it shows the romance you know as she strokes tatiana's face so one has to observe all that and throughout the scene uh, you know uh, tatiana is you know alienating kleb from the viewer you know her expression is harsh and when she attempts to be romantic and her movement indicate an inhuman stiffness So Tatiana is not responding she's stiff and she doesn't like these sexual advances from a woman. So accompanied by Tatiana's restrained blinking during the interaction the viewer is made to see Rosa Kleb as foreign and not relatable and dehumanized. 
so the way rosa club is being portrayed here you do not feel the emotion over here although rosa club tries to be romantic and you feel as if she's dehumanized she is and somehow the russian um aspect is disassociated from the character somehow right now you feel as if a lesbian is trying to or a homosexual is trying to harass the heterosexual or a innocent girl like tatiana so the sociology or this uh, war cold war between uh, west and ussr is completely forgotten in scenes like this you know you even can see something else some other motivation here so unable to resist this hyper masculine charms tatiana ends up becoming attracted to bond, bond over the course of the movie hai na so this seduction is more than just physical as is typical with the bond girls tatiana is different here she becomes emotionally attached to bond and she ends up abandoning her duty so to soviet state and to klebs so that she can help bond when he's attacked at the end of the movie and rosa kleb dressed up as a maid pretends to be cleaning bond's hotel room when she pulls out a gun so tatiana distracts kleb playing on her sexuality and the villain quickly vamp she drops the gun kleb um okay uh Kleb and Bond fight, and Tatiana then uses the gun that Kleb drops, shoots at her, and Kleb collapses to the ground as Bond walks away from her, unscathed. So, in Tatiana's actions, you know, Tatiana is protecting the man she loves. She kills Kleb, and she restores this whole heteronormative balance of the movie. So, uh, when Russia with Love was released in theaters, you know, homosexuality was at that point of time. It's nineteen sixty-three, people. so homosexuality was categorized as a mental disorder in the diagnostic statistical manual uh, this was a psychologist tool for classifying and diagnosing mental disorders so homosexuality was um, you know categorized as a mental disorder at that point of time in psychological books in medical books and and if homosexuality um, was you know uh it's like gay people or gay right activists would be definitely outraged with that this but at that point of time no and uh, bond fans should not follow that norm anymore because bond is now you know it's 21st century it should change but it hasn't and james bond movies are they're still employing the same formula which is seen in russia with love when they characterize the villains you know adapting the archetype to the plot of each individual individual movie So when Skyfall was released directed by Sam Mendes the arc villain was yet again portrayed as non-heteronormative as gay okay so uh, the arc villain of Skyfall is Roal Silva Javier Bardem and he's a former M16 operative who's turned evil and he wants to get revenge after the organization abandoned him in a chinese prison so although attempting to harm the whole M16 Silva takes special interest in zero zero seven. His attraction to Bond mirrors that of Klebs Tatiana. Once captured by Silva on a deserted island, Bond is tied to a chair, so appearing to the viewer as though he were in bondage. With Silva standing rather than sitting, Bond is forced to look up at his enemy, and the unequal power dynamic of the scene is again communicated. And the same image is present in Russia with Love. Klebs demands that Tatiana be seated, making her unwanted sexual advances. okay so uh, but here it appears more forceful since klebs victim is visually below her so after silva stands over bond for a minute just long enough to assert that he's in charge he pulls up a chair and sits down in front of bond so 
the two men they begin to speak about M Judy Dench you know 007's boss and then the villain becomes touchy you know he undoes the top few buttons in Bond's shirt and then he reveals a scar from a previous bullet wound Silva begins to caress it with his hand an image comparable to the careful way Cleb touched Tatiana's shoulders almost 50 years before just look at the image still continuing 50 years before and as silva's hand grazes the wound bond defending his boss against the villain's criticism says she never tied me to a chair and silva says her loss as he remains focused on the scar and as they uh, further discuss um, you know so uh, uh, as they you know further discuss what has to happen uh, silva moves his hand from bond's chest to his neck and eventually to his legs when you watch the movies you can observe like you can note these details people and with his hands still on bond's thighs silva's dialogue continues to take a sexual undertone and he says there is a first time for everything implying he would like to be the first man bond has sexual relations with unlike tatiana was bond is unable to definitely glare out of the frame the way in which craig and bardem are staged forms an inevitable eye contact between bond and Stormont Tatiana never had an eye contact with Rosa Club remember that and in response to Silva's flirtatious comment Bond replies what makes you think this is my first time and although presented in a manner that you know that could suggest Bond is bisexual this conclusion is unlikely because taking into consideration discrepancy between how he has always treated women and men the franchise has never explicitly claimed or even implied that Bond is sexually attracted to or has had sexual relations with men um actually rather his out of character retort seems to simply mirror bond's playful strategic banter with the enemy bond loves to uh, play humor game with the enemy so this is more like that it's not that he is bisexual so uh in skyfall you know implications of this theme in terms of how sexuality is portrayed one can see Uh, it reinforces a well established tradition within the james bond series of vilifying homosexuality and homosexual body so uh, silva's actions are a threat to bond and his idols you know because silva or the villain challenges bond's resilience by probing his heterosexuality so can bond carry on with this heteronormative challenge can bond remain het- uh, heterosexual when attacked by homosexuality in such a way and and where he's caressed by silva where his restrained body cannot protect him can bond really do that and this is a intensification of the threat to bond you know the hands are tied up and silva is more forceful character and which you know shows homophobic feelings uh, towards silva so bond's hands are tied this is the main difference between from russia with love and skyfall tatiana's hands were not tied she was reluctant she was reluctantly complying with rosa club's caresses you know somehow she was enjoying it also so uh, but when bond is challenged by silva he sits up in his chair unable to move his arms and still conveying through through body language that he is not complying with silva's advances you know struggle that is uncomfortable to watch so this decision to have bond's arms tied up while receiving unwelcome physical contact from silva it makes the villain seem like more of a monster so gay men are monster then you know the way it is de- described and portrays homosexuality as a larger evil and which is forced upon the good in society so silva seduces bond 
is it is an anomaly 007 is always the one to <laughs> initiate a sexual relationship so it reminds the viewers that bond is animal like and always primitive masculinity is there and bond had always initiated relationships one with uninterested colleagues miranda frost from die another day married women and widowers like lucia skiara monica belushi from spectre so these women are reluctant to become involved with bond but in one instance bond attempts to pursue a woman who is uninterested in him in addition to every other man so uh, you know then there is uh, a talk about pussy galore you know who is also homosexual and who is introduced in goldfinger so she is the one who resists bond you know she is a lesbian and she resists bond and so despite being a lesbian she ends up falling victim to bond's charms after they have sex and all that and uh, this betrayal her admiration for him causes her to betray goldfinger so this betrayal mirrors the same way tatiana abandoned and killed clebin from russia with love so how much control bond uh, shows over women throughout the movies one can see that and uh, so each individual character or bond film may not be very well in, known in the society the bond franchise is still a whole you know uh, it's continuing the tradition and its influence is definitely there uh, and it's like you know people love to watch james bond you know there are modern parodies like austin powers and it it is a genre which definitely appeals to a new younger demographic but its appeal is not lost yet and there are international screenings japanese french german spanish chinese and all that so james bond is everywhere so this influence and this power gives the bond franchise um you know it can spread stories and ideas to people around the world and it has you know the series has been used to promote the idea of progressive women like judy dench in as m uh, it has also helped foster positive international relations by depicting alliances between britain and nations as usa russia and japan but it's not enough you know james bond reach, reaches millions of people so it cannot keep on perpetuating homophobia so uh, you know a, uh, one can always hope you know ki new bond after daniel craig ends his uh, role in the franchise new bond might have some other uh, you know uh, depiction of gay or lesbian characters there so it is one ne- never knows what will be done or not but one can always feel these this homophobia and this endorsing of heteronormative messages in the bond movies so there is this difference between the text and the bond movies the text does show homophobia but it does not enhance it it does not harp upon it but the movie james bond movies definitely enhance it they harp upon it they keep on adding scene on scene to show to vilify gay or lesbian characters so that's all for today's lecture people if you have any doubts or queries please get back to me and uh, uh, till next time then take care bye